Chapter 2 Monica The desire to be touched, to connect, to find commonality between myself and someone else overwhelmed my common sense. It wasn't just anyone I wanted to touch. It was him. Though I was alone by choice, I was desperately hurt. I carried around an ache in my chest and a cloying desire on my skin. I missed Jonathan. I missed his sharp tongue and his strong arms. Yes, I missed his dick and all our play, but it was the loss of his stare, the warmth of his attention, and the emotional safety of his sphere of influence that made me feel unmoored. Did I look scared? I leaned into Darren's bathroom mirror. I looked the same to me. I could call him. I could see him just one time. Maybe I would. I put my mascara down and looked at my phone. It was 8.59 in the morning. In one minute, my phone would bloop with some short, pithy message from Jonathan. He sent me a text at nine every morning on the dot. I never texted him back, and I never told him to stop. I had two weeks' worth of pings from him, making sure that at least once a day, I thought of him. It was controlling in such a precise and unemotional way that on day four, when I realized what he was doing, I tapped him a livid response. But I never sent it. I thought of him so much more often than once a day anyway. Bring an umbrella. It's going to rain. I scrolled back. He had reports from D.C. It is truly awful here. Another lunch meeting. Bullshit on the menu. You belong with me. And when he got home. Debbie said you aren't living in the house. Well, Santana's going to call you. Sea and sky. I'd replaced my beautiful platinum diamond navel ring with the fake one I'd bought when I got the piercing. I returned Jonathan's through Yvonne, who had spent a lunch warning me about connections between BDSM and abuse, and had left it in his office when no one was looking. The next morning, his 9 a.m. text read, I'll hold this for you. He was so confident I would come back, and all he had to do was wait. He made me crazy. I wrote songs about how crazy he made me, scrawled on the backs of napkins or on my forearm while I raced down the freeway. I wrote verses about his eyes and choruses on his voice. I wanted to exercise him through music, but I feared I was doing nothing more than keeping the burn in my belly alive.